Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, brought to you by the Wealthy Speaker School. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Hey, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Atkinson, and today we are talking about how to set the stage for more business using your bio. Your About Us page on your website should really tell a story, and we've brought back, by popular demand, Caroline Mays to talk about how to bio like Beyonce. Welcome, Caroline. That term, bio by like Beyonce, tell us what you mean when you say that. Thanks so much for having me back, Jane. Um, when I designed Bio Like Beyonce, which is essentially a, a guide for, mm-hmm. for you know, discovering your story, first of all, and writing your own, your own bio, I was thinking about, I wanted to kind of blow open everyone's ideas of what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. and, and kind of put the ball in their court. Like this is your chance to say exactly what you want to say. And so using Beyonce, who is essentially a performer, and that's what your bio should be, is a p- performance. And so we go through, it It really talks about one specific um, album in particular, because I wanted to also tackle these concepts that people have a hard time with, like, like vulnerability, um, specifically vulnerability and like what you can actually get away with if you tell the story right. And so, um, so anyway, it's about, it's about being creative. It's about putting something really bold and significant out there, something repeatable, something um, that, as I always say, you could make a film out of, you could make a movie out of. Um, And so that's, that's the premise. And I want to make sure we put in the show notes uh, your um, Switchblade Lemonade film. That was originally how I got to know you. Somebody mentioned you on a podcast. Maybe it was Amy Porterfield or somebody like that. And then I watched your film that talked about kind of your dedication. And um, we'll put the film t- – talk a little bit about – I. I think somebody that you know made that film with you. Is it your brother? Your cousin. Your cousin. Mm-hmm. But we, it was such a random thing. He was in, this is a cousin who's, he's, he's older than me. He's, he's, um, I've kind of revered him. He's like my other artist cousin. You know how you have those. Yes. Someone who you're drawn towards at family functions, like the person that you have the most in common with, right? Totally. You know, kind of a black sheep. We have that whole thing going on. So anyway, he and his wife were in California and that's where I was living at the time. And he, I got a text from him that's like, we're in town and do you want to come meet us? And so, hell yeah, I do. And so I went out there and I mean, we don't see each other very often. So mm-hmm. we're having that like, so what's up, what's going what's up with you in the past eight years conversation. And I was talking about my business. And so, so, so that conversation was kind of over and I was talking to his wife and he was, you know, dinking around on my website and he was just like, we like, these are so visual. We have to make a movie out of these, you know, like these are. And so anyway, he kind of went, 
nerded out over that. And so he said, you know, do you want to make a movie out of your uh, bio? And I was like, sure. And so we got up the next day and shot a lot of that footage, you know, just kind of off the cuff. And so anyway, and then we put it together, had a, I mean, we kind of pulled out all the stops, like, because they got, um, a body double for certain parts of it. Cause you know, wow. there. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, we hired a voice actress and so it's not even my voice on there. And so, wow. yeah. So it's, That's amazing. So, okay. Tell, talk about the outcome. Cause we're going to have people go to the show notes and take a look at that video, but what was the outcome of that video? It must've, uh, you know, it must've gotten a lot of attention and did it help your business? You know, it certainly drew me in. I'm thinking it worked on a lot of levels. It did. And I, it, it, I got a lot of attention and kind of had a year of just crazy craziness business wise, um, where I learned a lot and, um, anyway, and it's really kind of helped shape things going forward mm-hmm. um, but that whether you're doing a video or not and a lot of people come to me wanting a video script essentially and okay. so we we do those um and i always say make sure you get a, you find a good director and a good storyteller in order to to you know because anybody can have a video camera i'm just going right. to put that there so make sure that you find <laughs> a good and, um, but yeah, it opened a lot of doors for me and created a lot of opportunity. And that's the goal of not just a bio, but really crafting an identity, which is what we're doing. And I, and I think that that whole goal, okay, so that video for you had this magnetic pull to it. And that's what we really want everybody's bio to be is like somebody that would look at your bio and go, oh, yes, I must know more about this person. I mean, really, we're just trying to get them to the next step in the process. When it comes to booking a speaker, the bio is one part, the video, the demo video is going to be another part, the website, how it feels is going to be another part. And so I think maybe some people are missing the opportunity with their bio to really grab people. And, and, and so I can just hear some of the questions that people might have, but what if I haven't done anything that's like really great and amazing? What do you say to that, Caroline? I always- what, if, what, if, what if I've not scaled Mount Everest? What if I haven't overcome, you know, something awful or whatever it might be? You know, I can just imagine people saying, but what about that? Right. You know, it, some people have really amazing stories to tell, and that's mm-hmm. great. And some people have regular lives and amazing ways of thinking about them. And mm-hmm. that's what we do is we figure out that, that way to talk about you. And so you don't have to have done anything epic. Violet Beyonce talks about this a little bit too. Um, Yeah. It's not, it's not your Everest. It's not this grueling story. You don't have to tell a story where you really got your guts ripped out and you had this whole, you know, this horrible vulnerability thing. Right. It doesn't have to be that. I, and when I say story too, that's another 
thing that's kind of tricky is story can, your story can be two sentences long. I'm not Mm -hmm. even. And so, and then we can launch in, but it gives us the structure and it gives us the leaping off point to talk about ideology and other things. Mm. Um, So you, I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. Yeah, we're not all Beyonce. And I want to talk about something for a second here. Uh, Beyonce, I'm just reading a book about creating an alter ego for yourself. And when you walk on stage, you might have your alter ego in place. And, And Beyonce had Sasha Fierce. She was a kid who grew up in the church. I mean, she was not like someone who would get out and gyrate on stage and in these, you know, kind of provocative ways that wasn't comfortable for her. So she had to create an alter ego in order to actually get there. Do you think when you write your bio that you should be wearing your alter ego or who you are on a regular day-to-day basis? I know I'm totally throwing you a curveball by asking you this question. I'm sorry. You know, I, Seth Godin talked about this a little bit, that like the whole authenticity thing is overrated. Mm, and, that's interesting. And, yeah, because I... So if we're thinking about an about page, for example, you know, okay. this, this is about page is one of those things that people uh, use as a synonym for bio. Like that's what they think of as that page. Yes, exactly. Right. And it's nine times out of 10, it is where people go to talk about their favorite ice cream flavors, the name of their dog, their Myers-Briggs score. Like it is nothing but small talk. And so when you are crafting a story, you are, I don't know if I would call it alter ego, but it is, um, it is a piece of yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe the best version of yourself. The most compelling version of yourself. Okay. Um, And that's what people really get confused about. You know, when they're telling their story, they're like, yeah, but all this other stuff happened. And I was kind of brave, but I was also really freaked out. And, you know, they want to, when you're reading anything about anybody, you know, you're not getting the the whole story. You're getting what is relevant and what matters. Right. It really overwhelming. It's, I talk about this with my bio um, all the time, or I've mentioned it to certain people. Like I talk about running. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a cyclist. I've done rock climbing. I have, um, like, right, I'm, I'm doing a lot of lifting right now. Like, I'm, but that the point of like what my sports are isn't, was not the point of the bio. You know, right. it's about so many other things. It was, it was something that we could connect to you on. It was like, you're, re- you're so passionate about this. That when you are passionate about your work, you're, you bring the same level of passion to the table. I think that's kind of what was at the core of that video anyway. It's kind of my mother sport, you know. It's mm-hmm, like, yeah. really kind of birthed that part of myself. Right. It wasn't about the running, though. It was about what was a part of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I could see people going like, well, yeah, I'm a runner, but I'm also blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're no. talking. We're, we're we're grappling at the essence here. It's um, not about the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and and you really got to that essence when it uh, um, you came and wrote my bio on my About Us page. If people want to see it, they can go over to speakerlauncher.com and uh, click on the About Us page. And one of the things that you pulled into it, which still really just tugs at my heart, was the fact that my brother, you know, like your cousin, uh, was your idol. My brother was my idol. And he passed away. Actually, we just had the 10-year anniversary a few days ago. And it's hard for, it's still really hard for me to believe that he's gone. But you you pulled that out of me during our session. And I never in a million years would have thought to talk about it from the way that you did. And you did it so beautifully. And I still love everything that we wrote. And it really gives people... I think something to connect to with me, whether it be loss or whether it be the other ends of things that we were talking about. Um, I think that's really the point. When people talk about their favorite ice cream color or their dog, it's because they're trying to give you something to latch on to that you have as common ground, right? Yes. It's this, again, the people were trying to seem down to earth, relatable, authentic, all those things. Mm -hmm. It's really weird way to do it you know I problem with that too is that and this is I kind of want to break people's notion of bio slash about page whatever you want to call it because when you it should be able to live on beyond that that page so you should have something worth repeating your message should be there worth repeating on your uh on your home page for example mm, it, yes. might be, it might be written differently Right. But the message should be there. It should be repeatable on lots of platforms. It should be able, like we've said, to make into a video should you decide to do that. It should be the catalyst for your, you know, it could be the catalyst for your book if you're, if you felt compelled to write one. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to, it needs to have tentacles that spread out beyond, you know, it's, original intention just to like fill this space and I think that's actually I think that's that's how people think of it it's like this obligatory like ah we got to put something here um to fill this space and that's not what it's for at all you know this is like the foundation for your brand for god's sake you know mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> something important you know and, and I would say, okay, so let's talk about when people write their About Us pages, what we often see that may miss the mark. So, and, and I would have directed people, you know, 10 years ago, even five years ago to probably say, okay, well, kind of start from the story and just work your way through it chronologically. But we didn't have any rhyme or reason to it. There wasn't anything that was really pulling it out. So, Let's talk through what parts of your process might be that can get people to the essence of who they are that might be important to the buyer. Yes, and Caroline, can we make sure that we're not saying don't not say all of the things that you've done in your business that makes you credible like right. how do we how do we weave the credibility in with the things that we're talking about here you know there's a couple of different ways that you can do it and 
there's nothing wrong with listing those credentials, uh, you know, if you have them, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, You might, that might really be valuable for what you do. It's not always uh, relevant, but if it is, um, first of all, it, it just, it just cannot be the crux of your brand, right? It's not, you can't build anything on it. It's, it's, it's something else. So kind of, I guess you can dismiss it as the idea of your bio, or you can think of it as one of your bios or as a part of your bio. And so there's a couple of different ways to do it. I have woven things throughout people's bios, but another thing is you can have it. I just say like separate it and Mm -hmm. have the, um, at the bottom of your, uh, we put mine like under a little street cred thing author of four books a de- over a decade as one of the business managers six years under the roof of a bureau that we put it as just bullet points at the very bottom but I actually just want to read people what you wrote because I think it's so good and I think it'll get people thinking about it so at the top of the about us page There's a headline and it says surviving information overload in the speaking industry is a rite of passage for those new to the field, period. Okay, so then there's a little sub line, many drown in it, others acquire the focus that drowns it out. And then we kind of go on to when you habitually change your approach, your plan, your agenda, your message, you're always in between the action, never in it and never getting that far. And then we talk about how it really in the end comes down to commitment and begs the question to whom or what are you devoted? And then I start talking about me. So first we're really talking about them, which is so unusual to me on an about us page, but I loved the approach. And then we talk about how I've been devoted my entire life at 25. I peered up the corporate ladder and confirmed I didn't want that climb. My oldest brother had awakened the entrepreneur in me long before that. So when I encountered Les Brown, blah, 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 this all happened. So um, I just absolutely love the way that you spin the language. And I, what I really like about this is that you made it about them first and then about me. And we always talk about doing that on the homepage, but I had never really thought about doing it on the about us page as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because there's a, there's an idiom out there. Um, that's, that's like, um, don't talk about you, talk about them. It isn't about you. It's about your customer. And I say that all the time. I mean, yeah. all the time. Right. And it's true. But here's what, here's what happens. It's kind of funny is that you, you might go to someone's website or their about page and then it's like, so they have that in mind. Mm-hmm. So they'll say something like, are you tired of trying to get rid of that last 10 pounds and you can't do it? Mm -hmm. Are you, and they, they, they're so obvious with it and overt and it sounds very, it can sound very infomercially. Right. You really do have to have some finesse there and we can tell that you're about to launch into a story with the opening of your bio. Mm. I mean, like there's something there that's way more compelling than let me ask you a bunch of dumb questions, you know? And so anyway, it, 
you have to be careful with it. It's funny how people take on certain information as dogma and then they aren't really craft into it. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's first make the conscious decision that we're going to craft your about us page in a way that will be compelling. Okay. So that could be step one is in set your intention. Um, what would be a step that would allow me to pull out? You did it, you do it with us and we're going to talk about your course bio like Beyonce and how people can really go deeper into this work if they want to. But let's talk about the step that would help me kind of identify what all that, all the cool things that maybe should go into this. Do we start with a list of everything and then start whittling it down or how do you do that? You know, I've got a whole process, a questionnaire, and mm -hmm. through all this information, there's an interview that goes along with it. Um, but I will say this, um, because some of it, it's kind of intuitive and you're, and you're sifting. Yes. You're sifting through a bunch of information and you start finding what, right. Like you, Caroline, you're going ding, ding, ding. That's something we're going to go deeper into. You know, when you hear it, you know it because of your, your own intuition likely and having done this a long time. Yeah, um, but other people, I don't think they know what, what's a ding, ding, ding and what's not. Right. Exactly. You know, I talk about this too. Like, when we are writing about ourselves, we go into this defense mode instead of offense. So it's like, mm. well, what do people want to know about me? And they start writing from that angle. And you need to be more proactive and say, what do I want people to know? What do, okay, that's a really good question. And that's the kind of thing I'm looking for here. What do I really want people to know? Right. What's that's good. And so once you figure that out, you can figure out what story best illustrates that point for you. All right. Right. And so that's a great place to start. I love that. What do I really want people to know? When you and I were talking, we talked about, well, what's the biggest problem that speakers who want to get into the speaking business might face? Well, it's... And it's 10 times even when we did this work together, which I don't know how many years ago it was, two or three maybe, um, it's the information overload has gone 10 times the amount of what it was back then. And that was a problem back then. So imagine what it is today. So what do I want people, you know, I, I, my goal is for people to say, I only want one voice in my ear. And I want that voice to be someone who is authentic, someone who doesn't have the rich, get rich quick scheme, you know, someone who says, look, you're really going to need to be devoted to this and here's what it's going to take and lays out the plan for them. And so you were able to really capture that. That's why we haven't tinkered with this since. I mean, I'm letting it roll because information overload has not changed. It's only doubled and quadrupled. So what do I really want people to know is a great question for people to be asking themselves. Yes. What's the biggest pain point of your customer? Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like we were talking about earlier with the, um, with the, uh, it's not about you. It's about your customer idiom. Like that's a, that's a great piece of information, but 
like I said, we really have to be careful what we espouse as dogma because it will we'll kind of start to warp it in our minds if we don't really think about what that means. Mm. You know, I And I, I always think too, I've had, I've come up against in my work about uh, people who can't let go of uh, the power of why, um, tell your why, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And this is, this is kind of a segue, but I, um, or just a little sidebar, but I am, I am not, here to, to to poo on Simon Sinek by any means. He's a very smart man, obviously. My point is just that, again, like just be careful because sometimes, like, why isn't is an important question. It is, but your your bio, for example, might not be about why. It mm-hmm. might be about how. It might be like it might just be stating like this is what is for me. Yeah. Right? Why might be an, is an important question to maybe get us to where we need to be, but kind of puffing out your chest and stating your why can 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 produce a really altruistic statement, but it also might be really trite, and it's also going to need some finesse beyond that. Yeah, so, you have to look at how it's going to land, right? Right. Yes, uh, and you put it in a context for people with the story. So. Yeah. And if, and if you're just going to, when you are creating your message, let's say that, that lives on your homepage, like that, that BAM statement, um, you know, that takes a lot of work too. It's mm-hmm. probably going to just um, come out from asking that one simple question. You know, and it, that might be what you just said. It takes a lot of work. If that's the only thing that you walk away from this podcast with is the idea that you want to craft your words wisely then our job, I feel, is done. (laughs) Really be thinking about how are you saying it and how is it going to land? Okay, so you have a vision of changing the world, you know, one audience at a time through this particular message, but you do have to think about how that's going to land with people. Is it going to be an eye-rolling moment or a moment where they're actually drawn in and more, you're more magnetic to them, that you're attracting them more because of that? And I think that's where we have to be really careful. There's a very fine little gray space in between the eye rolling and something that's compelling and attractive don't you think give us some examples of what might get well I'm putting you on the spot again I'm sorry uh something that might get an eye roll just give me some like trite line that you read everywhere oh god um you have to stand out from the sea of sameness um is one which is hilarious because it's so, it's like, uh, cause everybody said it before. <laughs> yeah. I help people step out from the sea of sameness. Um, yeah. I'll give you one from my industry. Please. Um, one of the world's most sought after speakers, you know, that's just language that I've seen a hundred times. So is it unique language? Uh uh-uh because everybody's using it so that's the kind of thing that I think if you're going to say something like that you need to give me the why you know show me why 
why people hire you. What, what is it? So let's go back to that question. What do I really want people to know? If you're out doing it and you're doing a lot of work, great. How do we say that in a more compelling way? Yeah, and if you're going to, to, to say that you're a sought-after seeker, you're, you need to back that up with something. You might be a sought-after. I would maybe not say sought-after, you know, think of some other language. Yes. But, yes, it's so true. It's like um, here's, here's one that I see a lot, and I see, I see this a lot with um, agencies, which is so crazy. Okay. So there's the tell-your-story idiom, right, or um, phrase. And then there's a, like, we're risk takers. Everyone is mm. a risk taker. And it's so funny because it's like, there's no story here. Yeah. I don't see any risk being taken. Yeah. Maybe you're just showing me some proof of being risk takers rather than saying we're risk takers, right? If you're a risk taker, you're, you're going to just show it rather than say it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in your world. So what would be the version in our world? And, and I don't know that as a speaker, that's, you know, risk taker is something that we would hear a lot of people saying, but I love the idea of them finding different words for cutting edge information and content. And, you know, there's lots of things that I see. They're going to customize their program okay, everybody customizes their program. That is not, that is like such a low bar. Let's, let's raise the bar a little bit higher than that and really talk about what it is that you get to the heart of prior to walking on the stage to be with your audience. And I love, Mark Sanborn used the term one time, um, the greatest compliment a client can give me is, oh, I thought you worked for our company. Uh -huh. which meant that he had really done his homework and his research. And I thought, okay, that's really cool. And that's the kind of thing that you could work with and build into a bio is, you know, his, his, his or her um, clients often say, wow, I thought you worked for us. You know, that's more interesting language than we'll customize the presentation, right? Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. What uh, I love, what do I really want people to know? What are some other questions like that that we can give people as tangible walk away here? Oh, gosh. Um, I always ask people, um, what is your line in the sand? You know, what are you kind of, what are you kind of up against? Because in everybody's industry, they're, you know, they're, they're frustrated by something mm. right? that's, that's part of it. And they are hopefully kind of rebelling against something that's out there in the, in, in their line of work. Mm. So identifying what that is, is an important thing to know. And then, um, I love that. And I hope, I hope content wise, our, our listeners are saying, what I'm up against is the sameness and I am striving to, you know, be the unicorn that's out there in front leading with different content and unique content and things that people haven't heard before and saying it in different ways. You know, there really is no new information probably. Right. I mean, I don't know that that's hundred percent scientifically proven, but, but the way that we package what we're offering is going to be new. And the stories and the spin that you put on it is going to be new, right? That's all we've got to work with here. 
that is all we've got to work with. And that's why, and I, I hate to, sometimes the word story really, it's, it's one of those words, right. That we've just, we've, let's talk about that. Talk, talk about You're like, are you just done with story? <laughs> I am, and it's so fun. I will, you can tell I try not to use it, you know, because even when I say bio, it's a, it's a little bit synonymous with, um, with story. Right. I'll, I'll use phrases like personal history. You have to delve into your personal history, your narrative, all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, because, and I'm just doing it for one, I'm just tired of people calling themselves storytellers. But also, um, again, it's a word that we hear, and now it's now it's just rolling off our backs. You right. We're off of the duck, and we're not letting it sink in that. Like, why, why are we doing this? Like, why do you even have to have a story? And, you know, and again, it's because you need that container that delivers the message, you know, and like you're saying, there's nothing really that's that unique out there anymore. The only thing that is unique is, is our story. And again, this is like, that's, this is what makes people think that they have to have something epic and different, but it's our perspective on the story. Mm. So good. Yes. And so, and I also, this is a word that um, even the word bio can be really confusing because as we've discussed, like it can kind of, we're almost, re we're referring to several different things, like several right. pieces of paper, you know, like the one that lives on your website, the one that's a little bit more formal, your media bio, your welcome to the stage bio, your LinkedIn yes. You know, and that's something that I do now is I take care of all of that, all of that, all of that biographical content is we, we take care of it, you know. Right, right. And it's all, it all kind of stems from that mothership piece of content, which is that, that bio, which, which bio is short for biography, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have the space to write a book, your whole entire biography. So what we're doing is we're taking what's important, what's relevant to your business and your audience, and we're condensing it down to a piece of usable art for you to keep using over and over and over again. So I, I really love want, it. Yeah, I want people to really get rid of the idea of I have to write an about page or, you know, and think of, think in terms of biography. Okay. I love that. All right. <laughs> I think it's really funny what you just said about story because our topic of the month for our school in January was story. And I'm now going to rename it containers that deliver the messages. <laughs> Anyway, we're not over, in our world of speakers, we're not over the term story yet, but I can totally get where you're coming from, Caroline. You know, you really live in this creative space. And that's why I love talking to you because you come at things from way, way different brain than I do. And uh, your perspective is really unique. Okay. If people want to learn more about your program, uh, Bio Like Beyonce, tell them where they should go and what they should do. So the name of my business is Switchblade Lemonade, and and Bio Like Beyonce is for it's 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 easy. It's 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 a downloadable it's PDF guide. You know, I want people to print it out yep. and mess it up. Fill it in. Okay, cool. Get some paper and, and brainstorm and do your thing. Great, I love it. 
And I also want to say for people out there who are, um, maybe they can't, it's just not in the budget to invest in, in me writing for them, but they are writers. I work with a lot of people who write a lot yeah. and, uh, and they want to invest in their own writing and invest in their biography slash story slash, you know, narrative in this way. <laughs> Um, that I Contain, have container. Right. <laughs> then, um, then I do coaching as well. Okay. So help people really find the, the merit of their work because they might not see it. And we can identify not just the story, but also what's great about your writing and what's working here and how we can really infuse your style and voice into this, but, but make it as effective. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful so we'll put a we'll put a link to switchblade lemonade in the uh show notes but i want you to send us over a direct link to bio like beyonce and we'll put that in the show notes as well and um caroline mays thank you so much for your time today i love how you come at things i love talking to you i can't wait we have you as one of our um, masters in the wealthy speaker school and i cannot wait until it's container month or whatever we're going to call your month <laughs> it's going to be so much fun thank you so much much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. And for those of you listening in, oh, I really appreciate you being with us. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast. You can leave us a review and a rating out on iTunes or wherever you are listening. And with that, we will say, see you soon, wealthy speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our show, you'll want to come and visit us at the Wealthy Speaker School, where we provide a proven roadmap for building your dream business. Go to WealthySpeakerSchool.com. And for show notes for today's podcast, head on over to SpeakerLauncher.com and click on podcast. I'll see you soon, Wealthy Speakers.